to the official studio debut of Entertainment Evolved. So I will go ahead and, and first and foremost say that the lighting in here is not exactly the way I wanted it for the first episode. However, I got everything to where it is right now, and I told everyone that we were going to be on video this week. So I said, fuck it. <laughs> here we are. We're going to do the damn thing. Um, so uh, I want to welcome my guest. As you can see here, I you know now that we're back on video, I can't do the the epic build up here to right. find <laughs> out which voice is going to come through the other side. I know, right? Like, it's just my ugly mug. So, yeah, we're good. Hey, here we are. <laughs> hey, hey, you're a good looking man, sir. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. And uh, he is here from Tavern Notice Board. If you didn't already know that, uh, welcome, Oz, to the show. Well, thank you, man. Uh, yeah, it's uh, this is this is new for me. Like, uh, I'm not used to being filmed. Like, the first thing we did was the uh, Hot Ones Challenge. And I was just like, uh, okay. <laughs> and this is a lot more intimate than that it, it, was. It is, it is. Like, it's weird just, you know, having, you know, talking to not only you, but the camera. And, I'm, uh, yeah, it's we'll, weird. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll wink and nod at them every now and then. So, uh, yeah, so uh, this is, of course, we're going to be reviewing The Last of Us Episode 5. Yes. Which dropped early. Uh, but you were at a convention this weekend, so... Uh, before we get to this thing, I want to talk about that thing. Okay. Uh, where, so where were you this weekend? Uh, so it was uh, Savannah Animazing Con. I think that's the way they pronounce it. Um, so it's uh, this place. Uh, it was in the convention center. I can't remember the name of the convention center <laughs> to save my life. But it was uh, Anime Con. Uh, had a, uh, it was a little smaller than the ones I've been to, but uh, it was it was still pretty good because like they had a, a mess ton of vendors. Like it was uh, ridiculous. They had quite a bit of actual weapons sellers like that okay. like like legit weapons not like larp weapons or anything like that it was legit you know steel weapons and i'm like right. oh okay <laughs> you see a little bit of that dragon con yeah they used to have like where uh you could like customize like a katana or something i don't know if that guy's still there or Holy not crap that's yeah. awesome yeah and they would like do your like custom stuff for you there or if it was like super complicated they would do it and ship it to you or whatever but yeah um very cool you know um, I, I go to a lot of cons, and you now go to a lot of cons. Yeah, and, I do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> those small cons are cool, like to just go and hang out. You know, mm -hmm. if there's yeah. not like a million things to do, whereas like on the other end of that, uh, like MomoCon, where you're like, oh, there's stuff I want to do, and I have to go here and here and here, and then all over the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or DragonCon, as you're gonna find out, is like Whew. that just turned all the way up. So yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one uh, really cool, interesting thing that I did. Um. There were a couple of voice actors that did a uh, panel. Um, I can't remember the name. It was uh, Phil, Phil, and Rico. That's all I remember. That's what they like. Uh, they they called themselves. But um, like uh, it was a guy from One Piece, the voice of Nappa. Oh, okay. Uh, cool, cool. So and then um, a, a dude who did a whole bunch of other animes and video game stuff. So it was uh, really cool because like I've uh, so you've you've you know played under me as a uh, as a as me being the dungeon master and you know how like I, I throw the voices out there right of course. and I try to voice act as much as I can. So like like getting that exposure from people who actually do it for a living in person, I thought was really cool. Well, and that's a lot of like what critical role is too. All those yeah, sorts exactly. of voice actors in some capacity. I uh, actually just yesterday was finally listening to uh, your season one review for Superhero Homies that you did with nice. Ace. Yeah, uh, I'm finally getting caught up, so I'm gonna finish listening to that, and then I'm actually gonna start watching season two, <laughs> and then I can start listening to your reviews of season two, which I'm actually behind on because of the con. Because like we were supposed to do, uh, me and Kay was gonna be my next guest, and so she's gonna be my next guest for the episodes, I believe. Uh, 
Is it six, seven, and eight now? Or seven, eight, nine? Seven, eight, nine, yeah. Uh, so she'll be uh, that guest for that one. I haven't come up with a guest from uh, the, the recent episodes that just dropped. But uh, because of uh, the con prep and all the, st- uh, all the personal life stuff we had going on, we were just like, we will wait until we were done with this crazy trip first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, before we get into Last of Us, so we've got kind of a new format here. Uh, now that we have all this stuff. I know, that's uh, really cool. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, people have been kind of curious as I've kind of put some photos out like, hey, you know, like everybody doesn't really know what all this stuff is. So I was like, cool idea for a cold open would be each episode we're going to take an item down for the shelf. We're going to have it here. And uh, when we actually do the, uh, you know, when you actually see this online, I'll put in some like up close shots of this because you can't see it super well in the, the wide mm. shot. Um, but with you coming on today and you have a D and D based podcast, I thought I would bring out the gelatinous cube. here. Uh, yes. Very iconic gelatinous cube. Yeah. So, uh, this is a recent acquisition. This actually, uh, was a Christmas gift from, uh, Joe Brown over at Suplex. And that's right. That's right. You were telling me about that. Yeah. And, uh, so thank you for that, Joe. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. So. Tell me a little bit about this gelatinous cube as far as D&D goes, because I know you probably have a little more knowledge of it than me. I know it's going to be in the movie, and it's important enough that they put it in the trailer. Right. Uh, So the uh, gelatinous cube is... one of the most iconic monsters that, and people like some, most people have like favorites and this is right up there in the, like the top 10 of favorite monsters for a lot of people. And, uh, so the, the thing with the gelatinous cube is it doesn't really have a brain. It's just a blob of, uh, of goop, Ge- of goop, <laughs> uh, of gelatinous, glob <laughs> <laughs> of gelatinous. <laughs> nah, but uh, so usually these uh, these are terrifying, especially for uh, low level parties. Uh, they don't move very fast because like they are literally a cube of goo. Um, but if you get happen to get caught in one of these things, the acid damage you would take is uh un, un- imaginable. And uh, like like you said, they brought it up. The the the, the movie has. Uh, definitely showcase that they matter of fact if i'm not mistaken the party jumps into a gelatinous cube to escape a displacer beast which is kind of insane right yeah yeah i mean if you look at it it's like i guess they're picking the lesser of of two deaths you know (laughs) honestly i don't i think i would i don't know like i don't know what i would uh jumping into a gelatinous cube i don't know if i would do that rather than fighting a uh (laughs) displacer beast though yeah that's true (laughs) i mean some of the detail on this particular piece is so cool like you got all these skulls and stuff down here that it's like kind of like i guess Mm -hmm. oozed out over time because i guess it you know like uh i guess it kind of eats the flesh and stuff oh of course yeah exactly uh so one of the the cool things is like you put these uh you use these in like really tight-knit corridors in dungeons and like it's just terrifying. Like it's kind of like think of like a really slow, you know, Indiana Jones boulder, but that has acid <laughs> with if you acid. Get, <laughs> with acid. And there's you told me what kind of beholder this is that's in here. This is um, a watcher. Is that right? No, no, no. Let's see. I can't even see. Uh, Gazer. No, that is a spectator. Actually, spectator. Okay. There's so many different kinds. Which we actually cover a little bit of that on, uh, on the, I believe it's my fourth episode, third or fourth episode with when, uh, the, the homie Ace. Yes. We talked about Beholders, so like the spectator is one of them. Yeah, and so he's in there, and he's no joke either, and there's like an adventurer stuck in there. So, uh, yeah, so that, that that's the gelatinous cube, everyone. So uh, next episode is going to go back on the shelf. Uh, and then uh, based kind of either 
if if there's a guest appropriate item like today, then uh, I'll do that. But otherwise, it'll just be whatever I want. And then uh, <laughs> so I'll I'll put it up there, and we'll bring something else down, and we'll talk about it. So that's really cool. I like that idea. Uh, but the main event today is the Last of Us episode five. Ooh. This dropped early. It dropped on Friday. Uh, and we were not able to cover it until today because I also had a crazy weekend. Um, so here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, Super Bowl, for messing up everybody's uh, whole schedule. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, here we are. Last of Us Episode 5. You watched this last night? Is yeah, that right? last night. So we got back from the con around 8 o'clock. And I was uh, I, I binge-watched a little bit of uh, Legends of Vox Machina because uh, the, the last episodes got dropped. But then I went immediately right into The Last of Us Season 5, because uh, Episode 5, because uh, I knew I had to be here. So... And this is also where I'll give the warning, too, if you haven't listened to our previous coverage. Um, we are not going to talk about anything from the games that is beyond Episode 5. So, like, we will compare and contrast Episode 5 to the game, but, like, anything that happens in the games beyond Episode 5, we're going to save that for the end, and we'll talk. We'll, we'll give full warnings for that. And then we'll talk a little bit, you know, if you've played the games and you want to know kind of what we think may be happening next... Or uh, if you want us to shit on a potential season two already, uh, <laughs> we may we may do some of any of that. Uh, but uh, for right now, if you're only watching the show, haven't played the games, you're safe. Um, so every guest I've had on here, it's kind of a it's kind of a pattern at this point. What's your experience with the games? Like, how did you get into them? Uh, so I like like uh, I've definitely touched on this with uh, on the superhero homie podcast, but um, I'm always late to everything. Right. Um, I was so, late to this one too. So um, yeah, and so like uh, it was. I remember the first time I ever played Last of Us was at the homie Ace's house. I think it was right before we started uh, recording a podcast, and uh, he let me play it. And I literally turned into a loudmouth uh, lady in a horror movie in the theater, <laughs> just like cussing up a storm. Don't you go in there? That, that sort of, like that feel. Um, I was like freaking out in the open, like opening, and like uh, once I played that, I actually went home and downloaded the the digital copy, and I played it all the way through. It is phenomenal. Yeah, um, and that's kind of an ongoing thing. It's like I am not a big fan of the games, yeah. and. Uh, everyone's like, but you really love the show. And I'm like, well, because I feel like this was the medium that it was always intended for it. Like, mm. I feel like the show is a better medium for this story than the video game was. Um, and so I do love the show. Um, and now, have you played the second one also or just the first one? Uh, I started the second one. I have not actually dove back into playing it because of certain things that happened. Okay. And uh, I haven't brought myself to play it again. Okay. That, that's fair. That, that'll be important at the end. <laughs> at the end. Uh, <laughs> so, this episode, man, I think, honestly, just initial thoughts, I think it is the closest to the games that we've gotten so far mm. in terms of, like, faithful to the game. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I do like the, the subtle changes they did make and also uh, adding, you know, ASL in it, and I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, but, no, like, these characters they got, they put in here, uh, like the, the, the casting for uh, um, Henry and Sam, spot on, man. I, I loved every second of them on screen. Um, uh, this new character that you don't actually get to see in the um, – uh, in the game, I don't think is uh, I can't even remember her name. Like she's the leader, Kathleen. Kathleen, yeah, yes. the leader of the resistance in uh, Kansas City, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I liked all the stuff with her. Like it actually kind of gave a reason why these you know crazy assholes were attacking these two people. Yeah, 
Yeah, they, uh, she's the leader of New Fedra. New Fedra. Yeah, because <laughs> it's Fedra. basically just the old Fedra, but with different people. Right, and a little more uh, not as funded. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely not as funded. Um, I loved the intro here because we got sort of the backstory. Like in the last episode, and these episodes, like four and five really work to me as like a part one and two of a right, story. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Last episode, we we kind of figured, okay, something has gone down here. And we find out they've kind of overthrown Fedra, whatever. And it's very clear that there's now this kind of cult-like resistance, whatever. Yeah, definitely. And this is an interesting view at, like, what's the day after the revolution look like? Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't want it to look like this episode opens. <laughs> right? Ooh. Uh, that never leads to anything good. <laughs> no, like, uh, like it kind of gave me, like, the... Uh... The, the Hunger Games vibes of, like, we're just going to replace the the president with our own. Yeah. yeah no, that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're just going to put our own in here. And it's like, but that's just, just the same thing. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. But uh, I, I thought that kind of getting to see uh, Henry and Sam's escape and mm-hmm. kind of what was going on here uh, was really good because we get to see this, um, uh, this kind of uh, – you know, environment that Joel and Ellie have been dropped into. Cause we don't really understand it when they originally show up, but right. Exactly. This gives um, us that insight. I will backtrack a little bit to episode four. Cause like you said, episode you know four is like one part one. Um, I love the way they did the, the initial scene when jo- Ellie and Joel like stroll up, like well, well, uh, roll up in their vehicle and there's the wounded guy. It was like, the only thing I was a little upset about was like, he didn't say he's not hurt. Like, yeah. it, like that was the only thing, but like, just seeing that, because like in the game, it's very, very close to that, and seeing that whole thing transpire, you don't really actually get to see how Henry and Sam, like any of their story. So like they just kind of show up, like you know, kind of the way they did in the uh, episode, and it was just like, who are these people? I want to know more. Right. So I love that the show gave us that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it, it kind of goes back to episode three where like we're getting a much more in-depth kind of character story than we could have gotten for the you know for the medium of the game. Um, so then, you know, after we see this, we flash to the present, the way episode four ended, mm-hmm. where we actually get to kind of meet Henry and Sam. And I loved this scene <laughs> with Joel on the ground. And Ellie's just like, tell him we're not going to kill him. And he's like, sure. And, and she's just like, damn it, man. Damn it, Joel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely loved uh, all – everybody's acting here in this scene was yeah. just superb because you could – so you have Sam who's got to act without a voice, right, mm, for the yep. most part. Uh, and, and I actually uh, – you mentioned the ASL, and I yeah. actually watched the kind of, I guess, behind the scenes or whatever that they do. And I never watched those. Uh, for this show, for whatever reason, I just haven't. Uh, generally, because when an episode of this ends, I just like need time. You oh, know? <laughs> oh my god! Especially after three e- episode three, yeah. just mm. yeah, I just kind of <laughs> sat there for a minute, just like reflecting on life. <laughs> uh, and so this one, I watched it though, and um, you know, they talked about how like um, you know they actually had like a ASL coach or something come on and. Basically, like all the cast learned it, and we're all like really having fun, like oh, learning that's really it. Cool. And that, that and is really it. cool. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was just like an awesome touch from them, like adding that that like disability to Sam as well. You know, like yeah, because like it's act- not in the game, and like uh, yeah, I, I I thought honestly was one of the uh, it was very tastefully done, like right because like 
obviously the, you can't do that in a video game because like it's like getting those fingers to do all the you know the actual signs would probably be very difficult design wise, especially when this came out. I mean right. today. Oh, yeah. It's a little easier, but in PS3 yeah. graphics, that wasn't happening. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was. It was really. It was like really refreshing to see have that representation for you know the hearing impaired, um, which is uh, like my mother in law is hearing impaired. So like that actually made me feel really good to right. see that in the show. So. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was it was very well done, and it added a an extra level of danger mm-hmm. um, to uh, kind of uh, Henry and Sam's journey because. Now you've got, you know, not only Sam a little kid, but, you know, he's also deaf. And mm-hmm. so yep. you, you just kind of add that extra layer of um, kind of danger and hardship to their journey. And you can see that Henry is so protective of him. And to a, to a degree, he uses, uh, you know, him being hearing impaired to, like, uh, to kind of protect him. A right. Little more mm-hmm. as well and kind of shelter him a little bit from some of the stuff that's out in the world now. Right, yeah. Um, and I thought all the stuff where he was doing the drawings and stuff, like all of that was just, it was super well done and touching. Oh yeah. And like, uh, if I'm not mistaken, like he did, like you did find a couple of different drawings from him in the game, but like, as far as like the way they did this, like it really showed Sam's personality and the way he views Henry. And it's just, it's, it's a really, like you said, touching scene. And let me say this too. And, uh, um, there is a significant, uh, I guess, amount of detractors on the internet that think that Bella Ramsey is not a good Ellie and they're wrong. And if you still think that after this episode, I don't know what I could possibly say like to change your mind. I didn't know that was a thing. It's like, a, it's a thing. No, that it, is it's like, not a huge contingent. It's a vocal minority as usual. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, as usual, thanks as internet. Usual, thanks internet. But, <laughs> but yeah, there's people that are like, you know, it shouldn't be her blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Okay, well... <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. They are wrong. Um, she is knocking it out of the park. And, like, like she may not have the exact look for Ellie or whatever. You know, you can't recreate a video game. <laughs> right. But at the same time, like, she's got the voice down and the, her attitude and everything. I don't see how anybody can say that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know what they were wanting, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, I think that she is killing it. And especially in this episode, because I would say the only thing about this episode and maybe also the last one, it, but, but I would say more this one, Joel is more in the background in this episode. Mm-hmm. And that's good because we're finally getting to see Ellie more in the forefront. Mm-hmm. And like Bella Ramsey just really shined in this episode to me. Yeah, so. she de- definitely did. And, I actually enjoyed the um, the idea of she just got her first gun, uh, episode four, and like later in the episode, you get you know, like the the major attack scene. She's all, she's running and she's like aim, aimlessly firing this gun. It actually shows that she does not know what she's really doing with yeah. it. So like it, it it was it's like that whole thing in most TV shows. Like oh, you give this new weapon, you know how to use it automatically. Yeah, right. No, not yeah. with this. Like not at all. <laughs> yeah, she's just like shooting it back at that, that truck, truck or whatever. Like, come on, <laughs> it's like that's not gonna do anything. But okay, good try, I guess. You've got it. So, um, all right. So we see a little bit more of like kind of Kathleen's tactics. We see how she found out about uh, Henry hiding with the doctor from the episode four that she brutally murdered. Um, they did not. 
Well, I, I still, and, and I, I hold this against episode four, because uh, I still think it's the weakest. Uh, I still want to know why she killed a doctor other than just straight up blind rage. Because it seems like a doctor is a very big commodity in the in this setting. Yeah, uh, I think it was like if if she was gonna do it, like make it a public display. Don't just right. shoot him in a cell. Like that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like if you're gonna make an example of this guy, which which I don't even know if that's what she was doing. Um, it needs to be more like out there. You're the leader of these people. People, this person betrayed you. Shoot them in front of people. Let them know this is what happens when you betray us. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a doctor or not. Don't care. Bang, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. But she didn't do that. Like, and like, honestly, I didn't even think it was blind rage. Honestly, it just kind of felt a little stale. Right. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. You killed the doctor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing I really love though, because I, I think that the actress and I, her name can't, doesn't come to me right off, right off my top of my head. Uh, she was in the Shield, which is right here. Uh, uh, that's the first place I saw her, at, and she plays a insane person in that as well. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and uh, it's like all the roles I've ever seen her in. Because like I, I first saw her in Rose Red, and mm. she plays, uh, I believe, sister. I think that's her character's name, and it's um, she's very wholesome. And so I'm over here like, I'm not buying you being a cold blooded bitch. Just oh saying. yeah, she, no, no, in this, yeah. Yeah, she's she's like a psychotic kind of murderer. Hmm. Um, okay, <laughs> not to spoil a now twenty year old television show, but uh, <laughs> um, she catches like her neighbor looking at her. No, 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 it's not even that. She catches her husband looking at her neighbor like uh, she's like in an infatuation type way, right? And so she cuts the neighbor's arm off. Yeah. Okay. All <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I retract my statement. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's the first time I was introduced to her. So when I saw her in this, I was like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and the thing about it is, there were some detractors for her too online, and I was like, the reason that she's horrifying in this role as this character is, she's like the like most stuck up mom at like the freaking uh PTA meeting, you know? <laughs> like this is a real person that like exists that mm -hmm. you probably know. Yeah. And then is placed in this environment where survival is the thing that they have to do and, and a leadership is, role at, on top of that. Yeah. And she's got like a cult like following. Yeah. That's horrifying. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like the ultimate Karen. Just mm. but but with a cult. I was like, she is the manager. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Real bad time. Um, so that being said, you know, we kind of go forward and we get this kind of, I guess, chase really. Um, when Henry and Sam, uh, well, Henry uh, speaks to Joel mm -hmm. and says, okay, this is my plan. I'm going to go down through the tunnels. They've been cleaned out. And I was like. Okay, either the tunnels have not been cleaned out or something much more sinister has gone on here. Turns out to be the latter because they make it through there. Um, now, as they're going through the tunnels, though, they um, they come across a community from the game. Mm -hmm. And I saw a lot of the like side-by-side -side comparisons of this because it's been a while since I played this part of right, the first yeah. game. 
And they did a really good job with it. I mean, it doesn't happen the way it happens in the oh, game. Oh, no, no, no. Like, like, I was a little disappointed that it didn't split them up like they do in the game. Like, Because right. I thought that was really uh, a really cool, you know, um, segue and stuff like that. And, like, how you got to know, I believe it was Sam. Um, you Because he, he traveled with Joel. Right. Uh, because they got split up. And uh, like, I, I would love to see that on camera. But at the same time, the story didn't need it. Right. So I understand why they didn't. And I think the Joel in this show would never have gone for that, like, no matter what the situation was, really, you know? <laughs> like, he would have kicked through, like, a concrete wall, you know? Like, right, he would, yeah, like, I will say that what they've done with Joel in, in, in the show compared to the game is, like, I feel like, like, honestly, I feel like they've done this with a lot of characters. They've made it more compassionate, like, more human. Right. Like, I felt like Joel and, like, Tess were, like, a lot harder in, in the video game. And so, like, seeing them be a little more actual people is actually really refreshing yeah i i think i mean it's pedro pascal of course of course yeah pedro pascal Mm. tremendous job um and you know everything's just going a little too well for them Uh, as the way this game (laughs) works is like the game is always like oh yeah we got a nice little smooth spot you know like oh there's a few walker uh, a few uh uh runners here and there sure we'll take care of those but it's a smooth and then all of a sudden (laughs) <laughs> everything goes to shit yeah and that's where we're at here i mean they're just you know they're they're like oh man we made it out of town here we go we made it through these tunnels and i was like no episode of this show goes this well <laughs> and then we get the gunshot from the house and we got the sniper up there which i'm so glad that they brought him they had that that moment because that 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 was one of the most aggravating parts of the whole game to me was that sniper fight yeah Ugh, cuz there was not only the sniper but there was also a bunch of people running around right. so i'm glad they kind of you know uh funneled it a little bit but ooh that was that was a pain in the ass it was such an intense scene in the in the show and they did such a good job with it um I love the moment where Joel actually confronts him. Oh, yeah. Where oh, he, God, yeah. You, you know, he comes in there, and like we said before, like, Kathleen, th- this is a cult, because it would have been easy for that guy to put the gun down. Yep. Because he knew if he turned, Joel was going to kill him. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you could have put the gun down, man, and Joel's like, you know, just put it down. I'll let you live. Don't do it. And, you know, then we just hear the gunshot. Like, uh, I think at one point he even says, please don't do it. Yeah, he does. (laughs) Because he doesn't want to kill this guy. I mean, it's an old man. He's, you know, clearly following orders at this point. And I don't even think Joel knows that yet. He Mm -hmm. may maybe thinks at this point it's just an old guy trying to defend his house. You right. Know? Yeah. Exactly. Because like, uh, like you get the the impression. Like I, I think he even talks about it a little bit in episode four, um, with Ellie. But like Joel used to travel with people like this. Right. And so like the the, the those you know the raiders and the uh, you know the scavengers that are they they would do anything to you know survive. So like he was on both. He's been on both sides of it. So like just seeing him have like he's like hey. I'm trying to level with you, man. Don't turn around and sh- try to shoot me because you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. And then next thing we know, we hear a voice, and I'm thinking, is it the guy's wife? Is, it, like, is that somebody home? Oh, my God. And then you realize it's coming through the radio. Oh, God. I was like, no. And then it's like, they're almost there. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, shit. And we know that our, you know, the rest of our protagonists are all outside. And uh, this is where the chasing uh, kind of you know, it gets super intense mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to basically run them down with this giant, you know, plow slash truck monstrosity that they've built. <laughs> like straight up post-apocalyptic fallout vehicle. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Fallout, Mad Max, Mad whatever Max, you want to yeah. do. Um, 
you know, it's the zombie mower, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that, that's what we get. We uh, we get this scene, and it leads up to where they've pretty much got him cornered, and Henry decides to surrender, knowing that there's no telling what's about to happen to him. I mean, probably be tortured to death. Uh, definitely gonna die. Oh yeah, and maybe even Sam too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as a matter of fact, I believe Kathleen even said uh, he's like, "Let the kids go," and he was like. No. Yeah, yeah. She was like not doing it. Uh, the girl is with the guy that killed. I get the people from the first episode, whatever. Yeah. And you know, lo and behold, like she's about to execute him, and then we get the action set piece that oh. we've all waited for. <laughs> like since episode one, I've been waiting for like a like a massive horde actual problem because like we got a little bit with Tess's death, but it wasn't any real danger for Joel and Ellie, right? Um, but like since episode one, I've been waiting for like a zombie horde and this was, uh, the perfect moment to do it. Not yeah. So we get the, the giant horde here. There's runners, there's clickers in this horde. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the really tight camera shots with Ellie and the like freaking (laughs) gymnast clicker that, (laughs) Oh my God. was, was just absolutely terrifying. Oh man. It kind of was reminiscent of the, uh, the movements of, uh, the, uh, the robotic, uh, Megan, because I wouldn't seen that with my daughter. And right. Like, it's just very much that, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or any, uh, like a couple of the little, like creepy Bioshock creatures yeah, there and stuff. You go, yeah. Like, and we get these really tight shots with, with Ellie as she's like running through and Joel's protecting her from the window. And this was just so well done, and that that comes straight from the game too, with him being up in the window too. Yeah, and like uh, I, I love the little the little moments, like if, like if you would have blinked, you missed them. But like uh, like Pedro Pascal would be like looking, and then you see him uh, like make eye contact with Ellie, and it's just kind of like you can see what he, like she he understands what she's trying to do, right? And so he's you know taking care of it, yeah, clearing her path. And and this this scene, these moments are really truly why I was like, no, I mean. Bella Ramsey is killing it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she always was. But this episode, it's not deniable any longer. Like, right, you can't. exactly. Um, these scenes were so well done between the two of them. I really love the chemistry between the two actors. Yeah, me too. Um, kind of funny that they were both on Game of Thrones, but never interacted or anything. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure her first appearance was in the season after he dies. I think so, too, yeah. Spoilers for Game of Thrones, I guess. Also, <laughs> Pepsi, not a sponsor. Uh Ah, made us both thirsty. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we got uh, we got this. We got uh, Ellie running from this crazy clicker. She's ends up in the vehicle. Joel's panicking, and you can see it on his face that mm-hmm. he can't. You know, he's like, I can't get a shot because I can't see in there, and I can't shoot blindly into the vehicle because mm-hmm. I might end up hitting her. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, and unlike unlike Ellie, Joel is only worried about her, but like Ellie's worried about Henry and Sam too, and trying mm-hmm. to get them out of there. And you can kind of see the frustration on Joel's face, like, like just leave him be. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get you out of here. I don't give a shit about the rest of this. Um, and it looks like they're gonna escape. Uh, man, uh, to, so what do you think about the the death scene we get for Kathleen here? Oh God, uh, <laughs> I was not expecting little pygmy from um, uh, the Mummy Returns. Like, yeah. I was not expecting a leap. That that got me. I was like. Oh, oh man! A jumping clicker—that is scary. It's totally horrifying. Oh my yeah. god! It was, but I mean, honestly, a great death. And honestly, for a villain the way she was, I felt was very like a great. 
it did her character honor. Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved that moment. I was just like, okay, yeah, normally I'd feel bad for whoever, but right, you deserve this. So we got to talk about the, not elephant in the room, but uh, pretty <laughs> damn close. Pretty damn close. Uh, everybody, and, and right here on this show, we've speculated that, um, and I thought it would be maybe a little more towards the end of the season, mm. that we would get a bloater, and mm. we got it, and it looked fucking incredible. Oh, God, it was so good. Like, um, like. I know when they mentioned the you know the 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 infected that could you know throw poison like spores and stuff like that. I was like, oh, that means they're probably not going to put it in because like they they played it off as like it was a, it was a myth, and then you know all like the seeing it in episode four where the ground kind of started lifting up. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, no. Yeah, we were all like kind of speculating about what that possibly could be. Right. And then this thing just crawls up out of like Hades or something. <laughs> yeah. Like it was so good. Uh and then it just starts ripping people apart. Like not just like manhandling them and knocking them down. No, he ripped one dude's head right off his body. Yeah. It was her like second in command. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I really like that character. Like he was you know, while he was a little culty at the same time, like I enjoyed the the aesthetic. Yeah, you could tell he like knew what he was doing. Right. And I was like, if Joel goes one-on-one with this dude, I'm not sure how it's going to go. Right? Like, honestly, know? that would have been a great moment, but it really wouldn't have made sense for the, the narrative. So. Yeah. It's, it would be cool, but we don't need it. Right. right? And, yeah, he he's like, you know, got the AR or whatever that he's got, and he's just like, this thing is shaking these bullets off like it is nothing. And, you know, lo and behold, like, it, it runs right at him and just... So I guess my only complaint is like this like this dude up until this point like you said like seemed like he knew what he was doing. Right. He allowed the thing to run at him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, like, he, that, nobody ever seen one before, I don't that's, think. That's a fair point. point. Yeah. Like he maybe had enough confidence that like his, his aim would get him through it, but <laughs> And the suit looked incredible. It was like part CG and like part an Oh, actual really? Suit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like a dude it, it takes the dude apparently like an hour and a half to get in the thing. <sighs> <laughs> and it's just like, you know, it, it's this crazy intricate suit. And then they just kind of added some, like, effects, you know, speaking post for Speaking it. of suit, I, I like, kind of go back to the beginning of the episode where uh, I was at this, uh, Savannah, uh, the, the, the con, and there was this group of girls who came in dressed as clickers and runners, and they did such a great oh, job. Man. I had I took pictures of them, and oh, it was so great. Oh, man. Uh, like, it, it was terrifying to see them walk into the, uh, the, the main vendor hall. I was like, nope. No, no, no. You know, <laughs> it's yeah, too I, close to home. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that, but I think I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm gonna have to mentally prepare myself to not freak out when I see like cordyceps zombies at oh, conventions because yeah. <laughs> there's gonna be a lot now. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, I would even wager that um, because of how easy it is to do, that Joel might be the overdone Dragon Con cosplay this year. Hell, I might even do a Joel. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> by all means. There's nothing wrong with doing the overdone cosplay. It certainly never stopped anybody during the Harley Quinn or the Deadpool years. So, right. <laughs> you know, I'll take it. Because anybody can just buy a Deadpool suit. And yeah, right. It it <laughs> um, so the bloater scene was incredible. Oh, yeah. And and now it's been a couple of days since I watched the episode. Did they kill the bloater? No. Like, the, like it's still it's, just ripping through shit. It's still just out there wrecking everything. Because I was like, did they kill it? Interesting thing I read, too. Um interview with uh neil Druckmann, who's the creator uh originally they wanted it to pick that dude up and rip him in half and then apparently like weta workshop like created like a 
uh, a fake body to like rip or whatever. And they were like trying, they were explaining it to him. They're like, well, see, people don't really rip down the middle like that. It's actually very difficult. And they were like demonstrating on this thing. <laughs> and then they were just like, that is phenomenal. Yeah. Though. And I was just like, okay, well, all right. And then they were like, oh, all right, well, we'll just have him knock his head off or whatever. <laughs> it was very effective. Uh, speaking of killing, uh, you know, infected, um, I will I will give it to the you know, the showrunners for for putting in the uh, the way you kill a clicker um like if you're trying to sneak up on them like the you know Ellie stabbing the two clickers that were attacking um uh Henry and Sam right. like it was like right at the base of the neck going towards it and I was like that is like a kill that you know anybody who's played the game knows very well because that's like the best way to kill a clicker right yeah. So, I hats off to him. I just had to throw that out there. So, little details. Like I said, this this episode was really faithful to the game. Uh, I, I think more than any other. Um, and, and also because this sort of setting and this the the action and everything of this episode, it, it you know is closer to a video game type thing. It's mm-hmm. easier for a video game to portray the things we see in this episode. So mm-hmm. yeah. that makes complete sense. Um, all right, so now we're at the uh, fuck your feelings section of the show. Uh, we find out afterwards that Sam has been bit. Mm. And we see Ellie. She immediately freaks out a little bit and tries to like kind of use her blood to prevent this from happening. And when I first saw that, I was like, okay, there's no way that's going to work. Because if it does... Then like everybody who likes these games is going to flip out exactly, yeah. And, and like the entire course of the rest of everything would have to change. So I knew it wasn't going to work. Um, and then when when she gets up the next morning and he's just sitting there on the bed, man, I was just like, oh my god. I do have to before we get into the feels part of this. I have to. This is a small small gripe that I have with every movie that has someone to, uh, trying to like you know they need blood for whatever reason. I can't stand the idea of someone putting a knife in their hand and, and slicing yeah. their palm. There is so much easier and more effective things you can do and cut that are not your palm that is something that's going to do this all often. the time. Yeah, yeah. No. It's going to take forever to heal. <laughs> it's going to hurt every time you do anything ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it, it's just, it's such a mm. ridiculous it is concept, but like I think it's mostly because it's cinematic, and you can actually, yeah. you know, it, it makes it like cinematically it makes sense. But at the same time, I'm over here like it's just like cocking a gun before you go in into a uh, like a, a room that you're going to be using it in. No, 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 no. It should have been already cocked, fool. <laughs> I can get the closed hand because at least like on a like low budget kind of production or sure, where you don't have yeah. a crazy effects budget, you can do that, not actually cut anything, and then you know you can cut the video have and then. You know, yeah. different take. Have them open their hand. Oh, now I'm bleeding or whatever. No, okay, bleeding, yeah. that's cool. But like, they didn't even. Have, no. She was like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, <laughs> like matter of fact, I think she even like extended her hand out like that. Yeah, was like, yeah. I'm like, why? Yeah, I'm sorry. But she's a little kid. <laughs> but she's so, a little kid. So I guess kid. that you know, it. We'll, we'll give them that. She's you know, <laughs> probably not got a lot of experience with this, but Damn. yeah, I, I agree. I do always hate that too. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, they get up the next morning. She sees him sitting there on the bed, and of course he has turned. And we all knew that it was about to happen. At oh this yeah, point. like and if you played the games, you knew that it was gonna happen anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Which like I was like, I know when the episode started, I was like, oh fuck, they're gonna kill him. 
at the end yeah. of this episode. I'm like, no, <laughs> like because I, I played the game, so I know. At least I hope that I figured they were going to stick with the, the way the game does it, and I was like, oh, this is going to hurt. This is, mm. oh, and then the attack happens. Oh, like the, the like Ellie freaking out, like sleep, going through the door. Honestly, it was very reminiscent of the game too, because like you get yeah. moments like that from Joel's perspective of like whether it's. Uh, uh, Ellie or Tess, like someone getting knocked through a door and like on the 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 infected is attacking. So like that was another nod. The uh, fight was so. I mean, it wasn't a fight, but this attack was so visceral. Oh God! It, like, ooh, I'm not even sure if they got the 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 actor to do that, like the the young boy. But like, if it was they did, vicious, man. Oh, it was so good. And and you get you see Joel panicking because it's like Ellie's being attacked, and. Like this, that moment where like Henry like actually fires the gun at him, and Joel's just like, "Dude, he's gone! Like, what are you doing here?" And you know, Henry just has you feel so bad for him because he he's got a split just second to make this decision, and he can't make it. And I mean, it the whole thing was just like just heartbreaking. And um, you know, to add a little levity here, a quick shout out to Redbeard uh, with the CPWAs, uh, who I, I saw him make a post about this earlier. He was like, if you get a job on Last of Us and your name's not Joel or Ellie, you got about two weeks to find another job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the truth, though. And he, yeah, yeah, and he was right. Um, and, uh, yeah, so shout out to that because that's a good observation. Uh, and it's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the way that this scene came together and the way they executed it. Oh, it was so good. It was, it was heart-wrenching, man. Uh, and then, you know, with Henry having to pull the trigger, I it just – like you you said it earlier they the casting perfect for all of it right yeah uh i remember like i remember just like that that i remember playing that part in the game and i'm just like because like it was very similar where like you know uh i, I want to say joel wasn't right next to his gun and you know henry pulled the gun on joel because he was like i'm not letting you kill him right and then you know he's over here he then he's like oh shit he's actually he's not even alive and then that that struggle between him and it just ah. Uh, Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. And and this really better than any iteration, any kind of any version of the zombie apocalypse or whatever that I've ever seen like this whole like what would you do if a loved one turned, mm-hmm. you know? And I've never seen it this well done because you just see it, that you see the agony with his decision and he's he has to make this choice right now or you know, he the kid's already gone. Like Sam's gone. Mm-hmm. Ellie's gonna die right there in front of Joel, and then Joel's gonna kill you. So like, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta make this decision. Yeah, um, yeah, man. It, the whole thing was just, uh, it, it it was it was heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. And we get Henry in these moments, and Joel, you know, after it happens, and Joel is trying because Joel knows that like he's like he mentally he is not there. At this point, so uh, this we, we kind of uh, like playing off of what ha- is going on at that end scene, like they uh, going back to the tunnel scene where him, uh, Joel and Henry are having a conversation. Like uh, Henry says something along the lines to Joel of like, "You're not, uh, you're not her dad, but you were somebody's dad," and like, like so it was like they had this like kindred spirit kind of moment, and like seeing that connection at the end of the episode, like he's like, "Don't do it." 
because like because I'm sure Joel had those thoughts too after Sarah died. So right. it was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I gotta get this gun from him right now. Yeah, and we knew he was probably gonna fail unless they were gonna do a significant departure from the games. Um, and yeah, I mean that's this moment. Um, you know, we go from this. Uh, you know, this this end for him. Uh, it was all really like poetic because we see where both like him and Kathleen obviously were always like opposed to each other. Mm-hmm. They were on opposite sides of a conflict, but they were, they were so similar in so many ways because Kathleen, you know, loved her brother and mm-hmm. like, that was like her focal point of her, you know, or whatever her existence kind of thing. Like, when he died, like, she is 100% completely obsessed now. Right, about and, finding Henry because he, you know, ratted him out. Right, and whereas, like, Henry did that to protect his brother, mm-hmm. you know, they both made horrible uh, choices that led to others, like, being tortured and or killed um, to protect people that they loved or to avenge them. And, you know, they both... Um, neither of them made it out like it, mm-hmm. it it their decisions ultimately led to both of their own ruin from you know different scenarios but the same kind of setup where it's like, just like they they made these decisions uh and as they say in the episode uh, endure and survive endure you know and survive yep and and here they are you know they oh. they both met an incredibly tragic end yeah uh, just uh like th- like th- these like like you said the the four and five are definitely part one and part two like I kind of consider them both like one big episode right and like I feel like these are really good iterations to the story and they did a really good job you know with the game adaptation and giving us a little more ex- uh, a little extra backstory on some of the reasons why you're you know coming across these raiders and resistance members so like uh, just all of the story up until this point it's just been top notch. Yeah. Um, so you and I, I mean, not too long ago on your show, we talked about world building. Yeah. And, you know, there's a couple ways you can do it. Um, and uh, I think that world building, we talked about this, world building through characters is the hardest way to do it, but it's mm-hmm. also the most effective. Yep. And so with, like, Bill and Frank's story, we got that where they 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 took this giant world that's in an apocalypse and they zoomed it in real close on two characters. And they told us a story about this world through just two characters. And honestly, in these next two episodes, this is a little bit larger than that. But it's kind of doing the same thing. Through Kathleen, through Henry, through Sam. It's it's telling us a, a story about this world. And it's doing it through these actual characters that are in there. And I And I kind of love how, you know, like... Joel and Ellie are almost in the background in the middle of these episodes, usually like Mm -hmm. in the meat of them, because it's usually like Joel and Ellie come to town or whatever (laughs) and something fucked either already has happened or is happening. Mm -hmm. And then we see them, we see them like reflect that situation and react to it. And at the end of this episode, you know, they're burying Henry and Sam and the reactions of both Joel and Ellie in that scene, probably the most like, thought-provoking parts of the episode because Ellie is straight 100% trauma at this point. Yep. She, she, she was like, she, she developed a friend and you got close with Sam in a short period of time and then have that happen to him right in front of her. Like 
stuff from the game I can't speak about yet. Yeah. But, like, she's talked about how, like, she's lost everyone. And, like, I think having this happen right in front of her again, essentially, right. is just uh, – just she, she feels like she's going to be alone. Like, she talked about her greatest fear. Yeah. When she writes the I'm sorry, like – that that shit Ooh. broke me. Oh, it was uh, yeah. I, like not not as bad as Bill and Frank, but it was it was it was getting there. It was a different thing. Where it, it was, was like, definitely different. Bill different. and Frank was bittersweet, right? Because it was just like, you know, their their whole thing was like you were emotionally attached to it. You were sad, but but not entirely because they were they both they went out in a way that. You know, they they died in the arms of someone that they loved like more than anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there are way worse ways to go. People go in our world without the apocalypse in a way worse ways than that every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like whereas we- with this, it was just like, no, this is just pretty horrible. Yep, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, uh, this is just real bad, and uh, that's that's what we saw here. Um, it, it's it's tough. Uh, so f- for her to, you know, be standing there over Sam's grave, just the look on Ellie's face and the way she's acting, you can tell she immediately tries to just like close it off because mm-hmm. she's just like, all right, where we're we going next, you know. Yeah. She tries to just bury it, seal it off, and while this is happening, Joel's sitting there staring at the graves, and he's like, "This is going to be us." Yeah, and um, something I, I, I think I definitely noticed is, like, we talked about this earlier, where Joel, like I said, he's been on both sides. So, like, he's had to harden himself completely. And I think this whole relationship with Ellie is actually starting to soften him some. Because, honestly, the Joel at the beginning of the season probably wouldn't have buried those two. Yeah, they he would have been him. like, all right, let's go. <laughs> exactly. So, like, just having that moment, and like, like you said, like, him that realization is like, if we keep this up, this is going to be us. Right. So we, and like then Ellie just shutting off completely. It was just like it's actually showing trauma in a more realistic way, in my opinion. Yeah. And in, in the game, I think early on, like we get a, a very, very like hardened Joel and like a very naive Ellie. And then they, you know, like Joel softens throughout the game and Ellie becomes harder throughout the game. Mm hmm. Whereas in the show, I think it took them a little longer to start showing that. Mm-hmm. Because like um, Ace and I talked about last week, neither of us really liked the way that it happened in the show when she shot the guy the first time mm-hmm. in the fourth episode. Um, the way it was written wasn't as effective as it was in the game to me. Right. But then in this part, her reacting to Sam dying, the you definitely see the trauma right yeah, there. You, hit, you see it all. Yeah, no, this I, is all catching up to her. Yeah, I definitely agree. And the way they uh, like it, just the way the uh, the Ellie is, you know, dealing with this. Like, I know there's probably a lot of people who relate to stuff like that is because they've seen some really horrible things, and the fact that they're actually giving that moment to show that trauma helps you connect with her better. And like, and again. How can you think that she is not doing a great job as Ellie? Just saying. That's right, Internet. We're talking <laughs> to you. Yes. <laughs> the whatever 25 of you that are pissed. <laughs> Actually, pretty much everyone on the Internet is pissed about something, but like 25 of you that are pissed about this. <laughs> um, all right, so before we get into the, the Beyond stuff, uh, so what are you going to score this one out of 10, man? What are you? Oh, this episode? Um, this show is so hard to... 
to like critique and, and score. And oh, it is. Um, honestly, I think I would probably get it, give it an eight point five. Eight point five. Okay. Yeah, I um, I'm probably right around there myself. Um, I I might um. You're talking me out of it. My original score is like a nine, but I was like, is it really a nine though? Yeah, I mean, like, so I guess my thought process was like, while this was a great episode and very uh, action packed, you know, zombies, you know, like, there was this point where I was like, the 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 gym while while it was cool, the gymnastic clicker <laughs> kind of threw me off a bit. Um, we can't really cool that. I mean, it's, it's very cool. And that's, <laughs> okay. you know, that's why it's still high, but yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, it, like they've been really rooted in, you know, more believability in this show of this actually happening. And I feel like that was a little too hokey for what they've already done with this show. So got it. I can completely see that. Yeah. I'm going to go like a, I'm going to go like an 8.7. I think I liked it a little more than you did, but I definitely liked it more than last episode. I think last episode, I like I agree with you. I think this should have been like just one long, right? Like hour forty five minute episode. They've done it before. I mean, right, you know, yeah, they're not scared to do that. But I could see why they kind of broke it up tonally, so they could like set it up and then show us the back, the, you know, the flashback at the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's really working, man. Overall, I mean, I think the show is tremendous. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, um, like. I've seen so many memes on the internet of like you know all these people uh, saying like you can't make uh, you can't have a successful adaptation from video game to TV. This show was doing it. You know, I think we may have me and Kevin may have talked about that in the first episode where we were reviewing Last of Us here. There, this idea of the video game curse. Every time a cool video game adaptation comes out, people are like, such and such broke the video game curse, and I'm like, oh. clearly there's not a video game curse, like. The first two Resident Evil movies were good. All of them made money. Yeah. Uh, both of the new Sonic movies are really good. I mean, uh, there's other examples out there as well that don't come to mind immediately. But it's just like, I- at what point are we going to say that there's not a video game curse? <laughs> you know, it, we just got to get uh, over the you know House of the Dead's and the Mortal Kombat's and the Street Fighters. And see, I even uh, really like the first Mortal Kombat movie. I mean, same. But like, there's but a lot of people who, uh, the, 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 yeah, it would not hold the, today. The new one is trash, though. Have you seen the new one? <laughs> no, I have not. I haven't brought myself to do it. Yeah, they just like made up a character that's not in the games Mm-mm. for the movie, and they're like the main character, and they're terrible. But all the other stuff is good. But <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Black Adam, but if you've seen Black Adam at home, it's like that little kid, you know, the one that, yeah, yeah. If you take him out of the movie, it's like a four points higher. Like he just does nothing but hurt the film. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that. It's like that. Mm. Um, I was not prepared. This is out of nowhere. Um, but I was not prepared for the fact that I was going to be sitting across from that bobblehead Mando and then, <laughs> and then he was just going to be over there doing that the whole time. I had to like hard focus on you, but so I don't look at it. Yeah, there he is. Uh, All right. So uh, that being said, before we get to the spoilers for the games, uh, what do you got coming up on Tavern Notice Board, man? Uh, Tavern Notice Board. So this week, um, I'm going to be dropping two episodes for... uh, Two episodes. Two episodes to review episodes uh, 7, 8, 9, and uh, 10, 11, and 12 of Legends of Vox Machina. So that'll be the Tavern Notice review. And is that... Um, is that the whole season? Twelve episodes? Yeah, twelve episodes. Yep. So I should uh, I should start watching it then. You should. <laughs> <laughs> My entire friend group is watch has watched everything. 
except for me. And I uh, have seen none of it yet. I've seen the first season, but I, I'm just I'm slacking. Yeah, and then uh, we're going to get back to regular schedule um, tavern notice boards uh, right after that. Uh, I'm probably going to be talking to some of our other friends that uh, you know play at my tables, so uh, be on the lookout for that. I am very hyped about it. And, of course, coming out in March, we've got the uh, the uh, Dungeons & Dragons movie, so we will be reviewing that as well. March so. is going to be a big month. Uh, speaking of uh, Pedro Pascal and that bobblehead, uh, we have uh, Mandalorian Season 3 oh, coming out. so good. Uh, you're going to find yourself back in that chair over oh. that one, you can imagine. Oh, yeah. I better be. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, we're going to absolutely cover every every episode of that, and... I was doing the math with Ace yesterday, and uh, shout out to Superhero Homies, and uh, this Last of Us is still going to be running when Mando comes out, so I'm going to be a very busy bee here. I'm going to be in this room a lot. A lot, yes. Uh, so, here we are. Uh, that, that being said, if you have not played the video games, one and two, uh, this is where you want to take off. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll be right back next week. Uh, but everything beyond this, we're going to talk game stuff. We're going to st- talk stuff that the show does not has not covered yet. Uh, so we're going to speculate on some things about the show, and uh, you know some things that might be upcoming, and kind of like why the second game is bad. And uh, so yeah, so uh, get out now if you haven't played the games. This is your final warning. Get out of here. Go. All right, if you're still here. Uh, yeah, man. So what, what made you stop playing the second game? Uh, so, uh, Joel's death. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, so like, it's like the first 20 minutes of the game. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, pretty rough. I was like, wait a minute. This dude went from Boston to Wyoming fighting through massive infected, uh, massive infected and, of course, you know raiders, and of course, you know the, I'm pretty sure they're going to do this in the show. The the group that kidnaps Ellie, like before you get to the fireflies, and then he fights the fireflies. <laughs> yeah. And what the fuck, like, and then just some random group catches him and Tommy off guard and kills. What? Yeah, and and like does it in a way where Joel is just like makes a bunch of dumb decisions he would never make. Right. Um. Yeah, man, and it doesn't get any better from there. Just to let you know, so yeah, I, I, I definitely need. I'm gonna play through it just so I can have the you know have it in my head. Um, I, I hear the gameplay is phenomenal. It is so. And, it is, and you know, I don't even like the first game or, yeah. or the second one. So, you know, <laughs> but but for different reasons. Like in the first game, I love the story. Don't like the gameplay at all. In the second game, I'm like, oh, this gameplay is actually pretty good. And then I'm like, but this story makes me want to like dig my eyeballs out with a spork. So. Um, <laughs> That's where it's at, man. And uh, what do you think we're going to see on the show, though, next? Uh, next? Um, or at all. I mean, you know, you mentioned the her getting kidnapped. Do you think there's nine episodes total? So we got six, seven, eight, nine. There's four left. So we know what the last one's probably going to be. Unless, and this thought just occurred to me, Instead of bringing Pedro Pascal back for one episode, do you think that they kill him at the end of season one? Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> I, I just, I don't think the show, and, and, and people might be mad about this. I don't think the show lives past Pedro Pascal. Like, them killing Joel off, I don't think the show endures. I mean, like, yeah, no, like, uh, th- this will definitely be one of those moments where, like, they should, you know, like, they should probably not even make... The second season. Uh, that's already going to happen. So. I, I know it's already going to happen. I'm just saying. Well, like, they don't have to adapt the second game, though. Like, I, I know Neil Druckmann has said that they're not going to do it. 
But like they could just make like a they could make up whatever they want between those two games. It's a significant time. Oh, yes. Yes, totally. Because otherwise it's going to be you're going to make a second season, piss off literally everyone, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fair point. Because the third game is not even in development, which means that's six, seven years. I mean, if they were to start full tilt working on Last of Us 3 today, right now, it's not coming out on PS5. That's going to be a PlayStation 6 game. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, (laughs) uh, I, I like... I would actually love that, like the like at the end of like actually next season being just you know because they're doing a great job because they also have the you know actual writer of the game in in development with it too. So like this is going to be like what happens with Joel and Ellie before you know the second game. Yeah. So I would love to see that. That would be great. Yeah, I agree. Like just more you know Joel and Ellie adventures. Oh yeah, because <laughs> like oh it's so good and everything that they've done so far has just been phenomenal. Like I, I think my still my favorite scene is when Ellie finds the uh the the nude mag. Yeah. And it's like how do you walk around with that thing? I'm just like mm. <laughs> I'm glad they kept that in. I was like yay. It was just a moment for me that I, like defined Ellie's character. <laughs> do you think um do you think that we're going to see like a young Abby at the end of the first season? Uh, there's there's that possibility. I could I could see it too because it's TV. Uh, the way they handle the end of this is, you know, they only remember the finish. The way, exactly. And, and yeah. the way they stick this landing is going to be so interesting because it's going to have to be a significant departure from the game for it to land. Oh, yeah. uh, more than anything else they've done, I think with the end of the first game or or, or season, rather, uh, and pretty much all of next season, if they do the second game, they're going to have to drastically depart from the source material. Otherwise, I don't think it works as a TV show. I don't think you can. I mean, like Kevin put it better than anybody. Like the first, um, you know, season is about love and hope. And the second heat season is about like hatred and vengeance, or the second game rather. Yeah, and I just don't think that works as a show. I don't want to see that for ninety minutes, like every week. Yeah, like, I, my my mental like state can't handle that, and I don't think a lot of people want to watch that. So I think what they'll probably end up doing if they if they do get to the second game um, is that I think they'll they'll probably change a lot of things, and they'll definitely you know change the, the approach to the character. The, um, because like they've done with the, the show up until this point is like they've they softened them a lot, right? Like they're not nowhere near as like straight up hard asses. They are they are hard, but they're not like unhuman hard, right? Yeah, I I agree. Um, I think they're gonna have to make it medically make a little more sense uh, as well. The ending of the first game mm-hmm. when they do it in the show because in the game they're just like. Yeah, we're just gonna like crack her head open, and and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, no, there's not a medical reason to do that. <laughs> not so at gonna, all. They're gonna have to make it make a little more sense, I think. Yeah, uh, it, you know, drop some uh, some kind of crazy explanation in there. I don't know, or, or or maybe even make it so that like you know, I don't know, like just a change the reason completely because like right. that, I, I will say that that was probably the biggest gripe about the first game i had was like re- really all all of this bullshit for them to kill try to kill ellie right no like i mean if they're like if joel is just done with their shit like because like, he, he already didn't like the fireflies right like it's just joel yeah it's <laughs> <'Cause Joel. laughs> like fuck them yeah. uh, <laughs> he you know 
that's the thing too. Like, they don't even try to do like a biopsy on her brain or anything. Like the, something reasonable that we could we could do. And I well, mean, I mean, do they have the capability to do something like that though? Because like, I mean, while I they still have all the, the equipment, they may not have like the power or you know the resources to actually do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know what all they would have. You know, and yeah. Maybe uh, if you're watching this and you're a doctor and uh, want to explain that to me. Uh, particularly maybe if you're like a neurologist or something, <laughs> by all means, leave us a comment and explain your very dedicated expertise, uh, just on the off chance that, I mean, that'd be, that'd be pretty awesome actually. <laughs> yeah. What are the odds? Uh, if that really happens, I'm, I'm taking a week off, uh, but yeah, man, uh, you got anything else before we wrap this one? Uh, no, nah, man, this has been great. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me here on the the debut of the studio. I know, right? This is so good. Like you've been sending me pictures of all week of like how like all this stuff coming together. I was like, oh, this is gonna be great." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, crap! Now nah, I've got to get on camera." <laughs> and you know, the thing is, too, like uh, it, the the camera doesn't even do it justice. Uh, but we're getting there. I'm I'm trying to to narrow that delta. Uh, you know, between what it actually looks like in here and what you're going to see on the on the video, so of course, yeah, uh, we'll get there. But hey, man, thanks for joining me as always. Of course, man, uh, thank you. And uh, this has been Entertainment Evolved. This has been yet another uh, Evolved review.